monsters. <laughs> Surprise? What? What just happened? <laughs> I was gonna say it's you to scream welcome. <laughs> I was already there. Oh. I we had a mind meld. We connected. Yeah. We introduced uh the person whose milkshake brings all the boys to the yard is Skloon. Oh. That beautiful, lovely creature. Tis I, and tis her. The person I make milkshakes to specifically attract my yard is Ash. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, listen, I want a milkshake to bring just this one person. Yep. All the boys come, and I'm like, no, you're not an Ash. Get out of here. Get. And beat him off with a broom. Aww. Yeah. A broomstick. <laughs> yeah. I know what my baby like. Skloon <laughs> <laughs> was was ordering uh, McDonald's, and so we were talking about milkshakes and McFlurries and everything. And while she's snacking, I was like, I also want a milkshake. And so I made a chocolate covered banana milkshake, and I sucked that down so fast. Yeah. It was so good. Sounds delicious. I don't want another milkshake because I'm full of milkshake, but I. In the future, want that. <laughs> Have you ever, like, had just a regular banana milkshake? No. It's so good. Most of the time, banana flavoring is really weird, so I tend to stay away from it. I would recommend to not drink regular banana milk. Okay, hold on. So, you know chocolate milk and then strawberry milk, right? Yeah. yeah. So there's banana milk of that same variety and when i was at the store i saw this container and it was bright yellow and it said banana milk and it looked really cool and i was like oh i wonder if it's just like the banana milk that i know when i drink and it's not and it's disgusting oh no by itself and i'm so sad that i bought it but it works really well in the milkshake that i had but i think it's because it's not with the flavoring, like that weird sweetness that you would normally get from like the strawberry stuff, like strawberry milk. Yeah. But I do love a really good banana milkshake. And one of the best places that has it is Sonic, I do believe. Ooh. It's really good in there. Yeah. I just, sometimes chocolate and strawberry milkshakes, just, just too much, man. Sometimes you want a little bit of a difference, a little bit of a... A flavior. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh my god. I just thought of it. What if there was a Neapolitan milkshake, but with banana instead? Like a banana split milkshake. Oh. I want to make one. You are the future. I am the future. Well, speaking of future, how was your past week? <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. It's alright. Ah. Uh... Got some crazy people at work, but that's about it. I'm, I mean, it's what post Mother's Day, pre like summer gaming time kind of now. People be crazy anyway. Yeah, that's true. That's true. We had a a guy come in with no shirt whatsoever. What? Yeah. Was it hot? Like, 
was it just like really hot and sweaty outside and he just wanted to get a tan? I guess, but here's the weird part of it, right? I watched him out the window get out of his car and then take his shirt off and then come in the store. I feel like that was kind of like a people of Walmart situation. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, they ain't gonna tell me what to do. Rip. Yeah, I'm not sure if he had shoes on. I wasn't really paying attention. All I could think was, why you not have shirt? Well, here's, here's the thing. Most signs outside of businesses say, no shirt, no shoes, no service. But it never says anything about pants. You're so right. You're so that's, right. That's what I'm saying. Oh my God. So, like, honestly, he thought the wrong way. Thankfully, he thought the wrong way. Yeah. Yeah, we don't want to see no crusty butt. Could you imagine someone just walking in and like their tidy whities and like a tank top and they're like, hey, <laughs> I just need uh, the dollar like care section, like the self care section. I'm having a day. We can see. Yeah. We can very clearly see you're having a day. Right this way. I will show you everything. You need snack? Let's go. Same. <laughs> you need snack? You need those mango slices? The dried fruit mango slices? You want some cucumbers for your eyeballs? You want some face mask and feeding mask? I got you. You want that heating pad that's shaped like a turtle? Come on. They have that? Uh, I misspoke. It's not a heating pad. It's like a cooling pad. Like the ice packs. But, but it's still, like it's a in the shape of a turtle. Yeah, it's so cute. I wonder if you could do that on Walmart, too, just in general. Just, like, any store. You just walk in, and you're like, I'm having a rough day. Please direct me to the self-care. I bet every single person would direct you, because everyone knows what it's like to have a rough day, and they would, they would take immediate, like, self-insert in your rough day. <laughs> Do you think they'll be like, okay, well, I need to know a little bit more. Is this a work rough day? Is this a I hate my children rough day? Is this a I hate my mother-in-law, father-in-law, my actual parents? Is this a relationship? What kind of rough day are we having? Because we might need to go to the alcohol section and I need to know how old you are. Yeah. Yeah. It's always (laughs) good to dig a little bit, you know, just be like. So what are we working with? What do you need? Do you need chocolate? Do you need an alibi? Oh, do you need an alibi? Here's uh, where you can go to Fiverr and you can find a new friend for the day. Yeah. They'll, they'll tell you everything. They'll tell you everything. If I ever opened up a store, like a convenience store, like the Dollar Generals or like Target of the World, you know, clearly two opposite sides of the spectrum. But if I ever did that... I would make it like a self-help store, kind of like Five Below, where you just go down an aisle and it's like, for those who menstruate, here's like what you would typically need. Here's some like bath bombs, you know, some red wine, some chocolate. I love Five Below. I could get lost in Five Below for like hours on Mm -hmm. end. I do. I do enjoy Five Below. It's just a really nice like combo of all like the kitschy gift shops that you like but also like that one three five dollar section at target yeah i uh one summer i think it was last summer it was the summer of the stimulus checks that hit us 
the good good. But we all were going to go to the beach. And it was like a spur of the moment. We're going to go to the beach. And none of us had anything. Like we didn't have bathing suits. We didn't have towels ready. We were just like, we want to go to the beach. So we stopped at the five below and got everything we needed. Floaties, suits, towels, bag, sunglasses, flippy floppies. And we went to the beach and it was the funnest day ever. That's amazing. And they also have really good, uh, like, floaties, like yeah. pool floaties and stuff. They get really good ones. And they have some banging snacks. Oh, yeah. They have snacks oh, yeah. that are, like, you don't even realize are snacks that you can get. Like, my friends got, they're, um, like, a little Japanese, like, cracker filled with chocolate. Panda So you cookies. bite into them. Yes! Yeah! Little pandas! Those are so mm-hmm. good. So they saw them and they got all excited and I was like, the hell is this? And they're like, have you never had? Let's buy every single one that we can find of all the different flavors. You're going to eat them all. And I was like, dope. I've, uh, I I've seen those at the dollar store recently and I got really excited. They're really good. You should buy them if you haven't already. Oh, but yeah. I'd buy them all. Oh, yeah. I buy those and the, the pocky sticks when I can. Oh, Yeah. So I have Publix where I live, and I don't know if you've ever seen a Publix. Not many people do. No. But it's the best grocery store that you can ever think of. And they have, like, international food sections. And I have two Publixes near me, and one has a larger ethnic food section or international food section. And, like, they're long aisles, and they're split up into, like, Thai japanese chinese um and then like uh like collective asian like filipino and things like that because there's Mm -hmm. there's a lot but now where i live in florida like a lot of everyone's culture is kind of already like intermixed um there's like a whole british section for like the little digestive biscuits and things like that Ooh, and so like they have like 10 flavors of pocky Something ridiculous like that. And I was like, what is happening in my store? Like, this was not like this, like, three years ago. And I'm loving it. Because there's so much variety. And it's now happening over, like, my Walmart, too. Where they're making, like, whole half of aisles, like, one culture. And it's really great. Because now I can buy proper noodles for, like, the specific dishes that I want. Or the proper spices. Or whatever i need and it's so good yeah we need more of that give us more of that stores give us what the people want i just because i understand having like asian market specific stores or hispanic specific stores like because of the culture and the area and everything like i have yet to find an asian food store in my neighborhood and I'm looking for rice seasoning, and it makes me angry that I can't just go to, like, a local store and get it. Yeah. Because I want to I wanna support the people who have their own stores, but my town is so, like, it's so large that I'm either missing it, or they just don't have one right now, which is sad. Yeah. Have you ever had rice seasoning? I, I don't know. I used to... It's so uh hang out with somebody who made a lot of the asian foods Mm. but i'm not sure if they've ever used it i can't say for certain that it's like something that you always put on like onigiri or um intermix 
in all rice dishes. Yeah. But I do know that, like, whenever we have white rice, uh, my roommate, like, she has a, a jar of it. Um, I have a friend who is Chinese, and she has a jar of it. And anytime we order any food or we make the um, anything with white rice, like, we're literally just pouring it on there. And it's so good. I think it has, like, little tiny, like, sea seaweed flakes in it and like little i think it's sesame seeds like it's just like a little conglomerate of things but it's just so good i want all of it all the time all the time all the time i want to make i i want to know how to make on a giddy i want to make that it looks so easy but so like intermediate difficulty range like the shaping and like making sure you have like the right proportions and everything and i love rice so i feel like it's a good thing to eat all the time yeah i just like food i also like food i have a dream one day ash i have a dream i see those tiktoks of like those cute little wives that make their husbands like the little japanese inspired lunch boxes oh and i want to be that one day i want to make my yes. husband the cute little japanese lunch it's eh, oh, my dream oh my god so i tried to do that for my partner yeah when he, he when he was working at like not now but not when he was traveling for work so he yeah. was still like working locally for a while and i tried to like make him little lunches and I tried a little bento thing, and then after a while, I got tired of making lunches. (laughs) I was like, listen, you can just eat when you get home. How about that? How about about you do that? Because at the end of the day, he really only ate like once a day anyway. Yeah. So. Yeah. I understand that. Bento boxes are so cute. I know. It would just be so cute to be like, here's your munch, honey. Have a good day. I cut your little mango slices in the shape of stars yeah. and so you could have a little star fruit salad. Yeah. <laughs> a little note. <laughs> I love you. I love you. I want to be that mom. Yeah. I don't know if I'll ever be able to be that mom, but I want to be that mom. You can do it. You can do it. I need to have a baby first. Yes. <laughs> well, we have to do part one first. No, no, no. Fur babies are okay. <laughs> Just make your cats little lunches. I am not giving my cats lunches with notes because they will eat the paper and I'm not dealing with that (laughs) aftermath. Get uh, edible paper. Just roll out their wet food as thin as possible and then just get like an edible pen. Yeah. Done. They're cake people. Make rice paper. I gotta be careful what we feed Apollo. That's true. That's true. Our baby boy. So we've... We just had to take our big baby boy to the vet again because his issue, and I commented on it thinking it was funny, and then I quickly realized, oh, no, it's not funny right now. But he would stare. He would sit in the litter box, and then he would just stare. Yeah. And I was like, are are we okay? And he would, like, look at me, and he'd be like, eh. And then he would just turn back, and he would just keep staring. And it made me laugh because one of the litter boxes, um, we have tall windows. Mm-hmm. And so the ones in the living room, in, inside, there's like little shutters. I don't know why there's little shutters on those. I kind of hate them, but I don't hate them. 
but one of them is open. So he's just looking out the window, just enjoying the view as he's trying to pee. And it's kind of funny and cute. But also I was like, man, for the fact that you've been there for like 10 minutes now, I'm a little worried. Yeah. But he kept trying to go. Like he would try to go for like five to 10 minutes. Nothing would come out. And then he would walk away. And like literally a minute later, he's trying to go again. So I got worried. So we took him to the emergency vet and he doesn't have a blockage. So, you know, that's good. But uh, he definitely is going to be on some antibiotics and hopefully whatever's happening goes away. Because the vet was like, well, he doesn't, he's not peeing because he doesn't have any pee. And we were like, what? So he just thinks that he has to pee when he actually doesn't have to pee. Oh, no. I was like, sweetheart, that's called a UTI. Mama knows. Yeah. Everyone knows. Every, everyone who's ever had to pee before knows what a UTI is like. Yeah. We'll take care of you. Poor baby. I feel so sad. He's so, he's that cat where like he looks at you and then he'll roll over and he'll let you play with his belly and he just accepts it. He doesn't care. He doesn't try to bite. He doesn't try to do anything. He loves his belly being rubbed. Yeah. I don't know any other cat like that. Just a little fuzzball. He's a big fuzzball. Big fuzzball. But according to the vet, he's still healthy. Like, he's still a healthy weight, even though he's 15 pounds. Might just be a big boy. My, uh... Oh, yeah. My cousin's wife has a cat male cat and he's a big boy like he's a big he's the biggest cat i've ever seen is he a main coon like is he floofy i don't know he's not floofy he's like uh he's an orange one i don't know if he's a tabby but he's like he big he look like a lion <laughs> he's a big boy a big boy define jaw interesting boy my partner was telling me how his boss his manager has three savannah cats Ooh. And I was like, what? One, my my guy is enough. They're huge. Like, I want one. But yes. I, I can't Be- I can't Keep- deal with that. Speaking of partner. He's come for the milkshakes. I have no idea <laughs> where we were at. Sorry, I had to take a second. <laughs> my my cat came back from the vet, <laughs> from the emergency vet. <laughs> so i don't remember what we were talking about um but i love you i love you too i love you too hardcore mush time because uh yeah. you know earlier we were talking about that and scoon got mad at me because i said that i loved her and that she was amazing and then what? all of a sudden i didn't get mad you, uh, you tried to outdo me, first of all. I was no loving one, you aggressively. No Excuse. one can out Pizza the Hut. I'll tell you what. <laughs> no one can out Pizza the Hut. <laughs> Sponsored by Pizza Hut, not really. Oh, God. I used to work for Pizza Hut, and if I never eat Pizza Hut again, I'd be okay. Listen, it, it's the same thing with when I worked at Jimmy John's. When you eat it so much, you don't want to yeah. eat it again. It's not that it's bad. It's just that you don't want to. I guess that's true. Yeah. Although I will say, out of all the pan crust pizzas that I've ever had, Pizza Hut does have 
like the best one. Yeah. Pizza is really good. It's only good when it's fresh out the oven. That's my personal opinion. True. I hate it any other time. We don't get to have Pizza Hut very often, so it's like a, a forbidden pizza. It's like a special treat, a little special. Yeah. Hoo-hoo-hoo. We only have one Pizza Hut in the whole, like, town. <laughs> right, but to be fair, the best, like, quote-quote fast food pizza that you'll ever have is Costco pizza, and I will die on that hill. True. And you don't even need a membership to have Costco pizza. No? You can just go up and drink a pizza? Yeah. So Costco, and this is for everyone, you do not need a Costco membership to eat at their cafeteria thing, and you do not need it for prescriptions. You can just go in and get your thing and get out. Because with the entrances, most of them with their food things are done inside the area where you have to sign up to get a membership. So it's after all the checkouts and everything. So you can just go in through the exit. They won't stop you. And you just go up. It doesn't ask you for, like, your membership number or anything. You can just order what you want. And you can order whole pizzas. That's so nice. It's great. A whole pizza for $10. Yeah. And they don't charge you for toppings. Well, they don't charge you for, like, any difference between cheese pizza and a pepperoni pizza. Ah, I see. Yeah. I, see. I think they charge you, like, a dollar for, like, a supreme pizza. Like, a dollar oh. more. But, like... It's That's a pretty good, though. Dollar more, yeah. yeah. Like, even if they charge me fifteen dollars for that whole pizza, I'm not going to be mad because it's a huge pizza. Yeah. It's typically like twenty dollars. Yeah. No one can help Pizza the Hut. No one can help Pizza the Hut except for Costco. <laughs> uh, but I will say, I'm also kind of bougie with my pizza now. Oh, what a world! You got the bougie pizza. If you've never had mellow mushroom, no, I have not. You should have Mellow Mushroom. It is so good. They're like, if you want a California pizza kitchen, but you don't want like the, ew, California pizza kitchen. They're just, they're not like high class. They're expensive. Yeah. I don't think California pizza kitchen is super high class, but I feel like it is. (laughs) Whenever I go to the mall and I'm like, oh, what do I want to eat? Oh, I can't eat there because I'm not dressed for it. That kind of vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I don't even care. I'll go in fancy places with hoodie, some short, in my Crocs. And be like, let's eat some fancy Crocs. food. Crocs. Oh. Do you put them in sport mode? Oh, yeah. You got to put them in 4x4 four four mode just in case there's all terrain. 4x4 four <laughs> four mode? Oh. Yeah. Going off-road in my Crocs. I will forever call it that. I saw this grilling granny on tiktok and she made me laugh because she was wearing crocs and she was like we gotta run over to the grill now put your crocs in speed mode and she like zoomed in on her feet so she could be like and like flip her little switch up it was so funny oh four by four it's my little four-wheeler mode we have like a like a thrift store e-shop next to my house and it sells the little croc charms so me and my cousin's wife go there and get little croc charms for our crocs oh that is the cutest shit i (laughs) i just want ones with potatoes so my feet are little potatoes little potatoes (laughs) potatoes Potatoes. oh my brain made that connection and it was a bad connection you're welcome 
my Crocs used to say ya yeet on them. <laughs> oh. I don't know why. I used to own the Crocs. They didn't look like Crocs. You know what I'm talking about? Like the shoes. Oh. The yeah. knockoff Crocs. The, no, 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 no. They were at, they were from the Croc store. Oh? Yeah. Have you never but seen But they were that? shoe? But they were shoes. What? I... No, they were really crazy. Um, but yeah, I owned two pair, one nice black slip-ons that I guess were supposed to be like the secretary-esque, but not secretary-esque, like because they weren't like heels, but they looked like oh. the black slip-ons. Yeah, and then I had brown slip-ons that were meant to be like boat shoes. Oh, yeah. There you go. Uh, Crocs. <laughs> Crocs. They branched out. They had a little bit of a feely moment. They decided they wanted to do more with their life, I guess. Listen, when Crocs were at first a thing, they were in the dollar store for a dollar. And I used to buy them all the time because they were so comfy. And now they cost like $70. Well, yes, because they're Crocs. And anything that hits a trend skyrockets. And then supply and demand. People demanded it more than they wanted. And therefore, to make them more valuable, they put a higher price tag on it. Yeah. I found mine at the thrift store. I was very happy. Oh, my. There's definitely some good finds at a thrift store or like a Goodwill and things like that. Yeah. I have not been so lucky. Because either my size is out, nothing is in my size, or I just don't look hard enough, you know? I think that's mostly oh, yeah. it. Yeah. I feel, I feel. Mm -hmm. Shoes, I never find shoes at the store. They're always super small, super small feeted women's. Yeah. And it makes me sad because they got the cutest shoes. They have the cutest shoes. My friend wears a size five in children's shoe, I believe. Oh my gosh. She has super tiny feet and it made me angry because she would find some really cute shoes it's probably like a five in women's but like i know she can fit in children's shoes because she would be like look at these cute sandals i'm like oh they are really cute she goes i got them for ten dollars in the children's section and i'm like you can leave <laughs> you can get out get out now Here's the thing. Don't show me something that's super cute that you know that I'm going to want a pair of when I can't get it. Yeah. I want to be twinsies and I can't be twinsies if it can't come in my size. So therefore, keep it to yourself. Yeah. Just, just how dare. How dare. I miss, I miss being able to buy like the extra large in like the kids section for t-shirts. Because they would have like a Thundercats t-shirt and it was my oh. favorite thing and it's gone. It's been missing for like 10 years, but I remember having it and being like 2021 20, and being like, oh my God, this is the best thing ever. And then I grew into my 20s <laughs> and I can't, yeah, no, I can't fit into anything children's period. No, me either. Except for a bowling ball. I got teeny yes. tiny hands. <laughs> I got teeny tiny hands. I used to, uh, for an elective in high school, we had a guitar class, and I took it. And everyone would laugh at me because I couldn't, I could play tabs, but I couldn't strum the guitar because my oh, fingers were too short. No. Just sitting there, and you're like, I'm 
I can do the ukulele. Yeah, so I'd be like, ding, 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 eh, eh, ting. <laughs> and I'd be so happy with the one one little chord I'd played. I feel like guitars are just kind of difficult to like learn how to play anyway. Oh, yeah. I just, my partner has two guitars that are on display because he bought them, I want to say at least six, seven years ago. Somewhere around there. Because they were before we got together. and. He has, like, a guitar, like, key note guideline, like, how you can string and play certain notes and stuff. Yeah. And I was like, what happened? He was like, well, I wanted to play. And I wanted to teach myself. And that's as far as it got. And I was like, oh, same. I've done that so many times. (laughs) Yeah. Like, everything. If you don't do it early enough, like, you get, like, habitually in a certain way, how you hold your body a certain way. So anything different... Like, learning a new skill or whatever is is hard because you have to retrain how to sit, how to stand, how to put your arms, everything. That's true. And you're going to have to, like, really want it. (laughs) Well, yeah, because then you got to set time aside that you usually would use for sleeping and napping and eaten you gotta set all that time aside and you gotta crunch your numbers and put money into it instead of relying on your parents to fuel your your dreams and desires yeah i'd rather nap me too or do a podcast yeah napping is my hobby (laughs) oh this is this is the first episode that we're coming back from our break oh my god that's true I didn't even think about that. Oh, whoa. How we li- missed you. Oh, whoa. We missed you, but we also sit here and we talk to our viewers on the sidelines. We have had so many people come up to us recently and tell us how much they like the podcast. Like they're, they just recently started listening to it and they're really excited. They have stories that they want to share. We had someone today tell us that they felt so comforted by our podcast. They felt at peace with it. And I was just like, I feel like if you're feeling at peace with true crime and murder and some scary ass cryptids, something else is going on in your brain, friend. No, no, no. Our kind of people. (laughs) Those Those are the ones that are going to the woods. Well, yes. But also, can you truthfully say that you have a normal brain? No, I exactly. don't have a normal brain, and I exactly. never will. Exactly. We, we don't have normal brains, and that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. It's okay not to be normal. Don't you let people tell you you have to be normal. That's no fun. I, speaking of normal, uh, the other week we were sitting for dinner, me, my partner, and our roommate, and we were just having a normal talk, and I just happened to mention like an ADHD thing or like an anxiety thing that I do. Mm-hmm. And she understood. She was like, yeah, exactly. It's how it's like when you look at your socks and they don't sound like that they're going to feel good to you. And I was like, yeah, exactly. And he just looked at us and he was like, what are you guys talking about? And her and I both were like, wait, you've never taken out a sock and looked at it and it doesn't sound like it will fit your feet well. And he was like, no. I just put on the sock. The heathen. (laughs) Yeah, she was blown away. She was like, I've never met a normie before. Like, it it was just like, 
what do you do with your thoughts? And he goes, I have a thought and then I finish it. And then that's my thought. And she was like, you don't, you don't go back to your thought. You don't obsess over your thought. You don't do all these things. How many thoughts do you have? He goes, I have like one or two thoughts. And then they end and that's it. And she was like, I don't understand. And he was like, I don't understand your thoughts. And it was just like, a, how do you sleep? How do you do this? And <laughs> she goes, do you hear things? Like, do noises irritate you? And he was like, well, what kind of noise? She was like, do you not hear this noise over here in this corner? And she points to where his like computer is. And he like, he thinks about it for a second. He was like, oh yeah. He's like, that's my computer. And she's like, yeah. He goes, that's, that's all I hear. And she's like, what? And her and I, the exact same time, we're like, there's three distinct sounds right now. And how can you only focus on one when you focus on it? And he was like, I don't know what you're talking about. And so we pointed out like the general hum of electricity, the hum of this like mini fridge behind us, the hum of my computer stuff. And he was like, if I focus on it, I can hear it. But other than that, no. And just, she was just mesmerized. And it almost looked like she wanted to just peel apart his brain and dissect it for a hot minute. But yeah, yeah she, we realized that she has synesthesia, which is where senses cross over. So you can hear a word or a name and it tastes like something or it smells like something. Uh-huh. Yeah, so Billie Eilish, uh, the famous singer-songwriter, she has synesthesia, and so that's why she has, like, the Billie Eilish experience, because of how she, like, interprets music and all these things. And then there's tea that I really want to get, where the person, she makes teas based off of what she can taste characters from books are. Oh, that's neat. Yeah, yeah. So she's like, Mr. Darcy, I feel like he tastes like this. This is the taste that I get. This name tastes like cherry blossoms in my mouth. So I made a tea based off of this, which I think is the greatest fucking idea in the whole goddamn world. So yeah. Yeah, I kind of want to know what my name tastes like. Is that right? a sentence? No. No, because that's that's the whole thing. You know, like how you experience and how you interpret things i think that's amazing and wanting to know what your name tastes like is also kind of like i want to know how my name smells like yeah you know does my natural scent make you hear a certain thing yeah or see a certain color that's what i want to know do you smell me and think purple yeah because you should yeah if you don't think purple when you see me i just associate you with the color purple now I've realized I've done this when I made you that picture the other day. Oh. <laughs> Which is super funny that you mentioned that because when I showed my friend my purple hair, she was like, oh, I love it because I love purple, but I hate it because you're blue. Oh. And she associates me with the color blue because the entire time that I've known her, she's called me her mermaid. Like I'm in the water. Oh. I've been to the beach. We did beach stuff together. Like she associates me with water. So me in any other color, like, just seems wrong to her, essentially. Right, right, right. You are my little sage and mint bunny. And that's, oh, that's who you are. I think. You're welcome. Yeah, see? Okay, here, there you go. Your name tastes like mint to me. 
Oh, that's right? a cute taste. I You're like that. Refreshing and just so so delightful. Just yeah. like a little mojito. <laughs> You're a little mojito. A little mojito baby. Ah. Mojito. Mojito. <laughs> well, this has been an interesting conversation. Yeah. Did you miss us? Did you miss this? Did you miss <laughs> the whatever this was? Did you yeah. want to? Oh my gosh. You know what we were talking about before we got horribly sidetracked by like the cat coming home? Yeah. Japanese food and onigiri. Japanese food. That's true. Yep, 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 yep. That's what we were talking about. But you know what's a great segue from pizza and synesthesia and Japanese food? What is that? Our topics for today. Mm. Yeah. Which is Japanese related. Yeah. That was not a great segue. No. Sh- <laughs> sh- sh- shut your beautiful mouth. It was a perfect segue. Like you. Oh, real quick. I want a segue. I just want to own one. I just want to ride a Segway. Oh, I feel like I would mm-hmm. bust my ass real quick. Right. But you know what? I lied. I, I want to ride it once. I don't want to own one because I don't want to stand for too long. Yeah. If I'm going on a tour, I don't want it. My brother had a hoverboard at one time. Oh. It was very scary, but fun, but scary. I have seen... So many TikToks where people just fail on hoverboards, and it's great. Oh, yeah. Me. I have no balance whatsoever standing up, so it was it was a fun time. Have you seen the one where it's she's working from home, and she's dressed super nicely, and she's on a hoverboard, and I guess she's on the phone with, like, the Pentagon or something, and she just falls down laughing because, I guess, the head of whatever department was like, I don't know if it's a Bones Day or a No Bones Day, but we're going to get this shit started, right? And I was like, first of all, why are you in regular clothes and not in pajamas if you're at home? Second of all, how are you on a phone call with the Pentagon? Like, even if that is your job, what? What? Some people live wild lives. Third, was it a Bones Day or was it a No Bones Day? The world needed to know that answer. That's true. I'm ashamed to say I haven't checked if it was a Bones Day in a while. Oh, me too. I have it on Twitter. I follow the Does Noodles Have Bones Twitter account, so I just get those updates. Because I am trying to stay away from TikTok. I have not opened my my direct messages, and I have now that 99 plus marker so i have no idea how many i actually have <laughs> that's great that's <laughs> i'm assuming you've sent me so many maybe <laughs> maybe maybe you are just strictly the 99 maybe me me i'm ready are you ready i'm ready yeah good because you're first yeah, yeah. <laughs> So last episode, we talked about sirens, uh, the Greek versions, not mermaids, not... I learned there's like 12 different types of like siren mermaid-esque things. We're going to have to dive into that at one point. There was a lot. We're going to have to dive into it. (laughs) Oh, 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 oh. We have to. We have to talk about it. Tea time. Tea time. We 
we watched right after last episode we watched Pirates of the Caribbean 4 on Stranger Tides with everything and I think it's safe to say Skloon and I both really loved Serena and Philip, and they oh, deserve yeah. their fanfic fish dreams to come to life 100%. Right. I'm not even gonna lie. The, the most of the movie, I didn't care what was happening. I just wanted to know what was happening between those two. Well, and it was even funnier whenever she she, she got so mad. So spoilers if you've never seen that movie, and I don't know why you wouldn't have if you're not like Skloon. What? Just didn't pay attention ever to the movie's releases. I didn't know it was a thing for mm-hmm. a minute. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. But you saw the fifth one, which doesn't make any sense to me. Well, because the fifth one was on Netflix and my brother put it on. And oh, okay. I forgot, like, the fourth one was even a thing. A thing. Okay. So you thought the fifth one was the fourth one, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Got it. So, so spoilers if you haven't seen it, but essentially there's... The whole thing is they're going to the Fountain of Youth and they capture a mermaid and they're trying to get the mermaid to cry and all this stuff. So, like, the entire time that they're carrying her around and we see Philip, like, lift her up in his big old arms and Sklin was like, oh, oh, okay. Like, he's he's trying. He He's like, hey, look, let me give her my shirt off my back so I can be shirtless for the rest of the movie. All right. And then... They stab him, and Skloon literally just goes, they did not just bring that man on to kill him. Yeah, no. they just treated him like character fodder. Character that was so fodder. And she was like, he's not dead. And I was like, I, I don't know. Like, I had to be all secretive. And she's like, <laughs> I hate movies that do this. Hate movies with character fodder. Like, she was legit angry. Yeah, I was so angry. Because he's living his best fan fiction life right now. Everyone, everyone in the world wants, like, like either a shirtless man to give you a shirt or a, a beautiful mermaid you just carry in your arms. And they just stab him yep. in the back. Literally. Yep. yep. It was pretty great. And, like, when he comes back to life, because all they did was just stab him with, like, uh, like a sleep paralysis needle or whatever they knock him out a tranquilizer that's the name of it a tranquilizer he comes back and she goes did he know did he did he betray her and she oh yeah (laughs) was even more angry (laughs) i doubled down on the angie i don't you know so angry it was like a telenova (laughs) it was so great and I was like, I was like, no, he didn't know. She's like, he knew. He had to have known. Otherwise, what's going on? He he lied. And I was like, no. He lied. <laughs> he lied to the mermaid bay. He fibbing. Ooh. He fibbing. Fi- Why fibbin'. you always lying? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Stop fucking lying. And then, you know, she, she kissed him at the end and they swam away to heavily after happily yeah. ever after and ah. i had to remind Sloon that a mermaid's kiss could help prevent a man from drowning and i also was confused because here's my thing how what are they gonna do under the water you know what they're gonna do no Ew. no Ew. 
That's not what I meant. What I meant was how she going to protect him from all the other sirens. Like, is she an outcast because she was captured? Do they have to live on their own? Does, can he eat underwater? Can he even talk underwater? Like, are they going to swim to a faraway island? And then, like, she just dives in the water to, like, catch fish. And then she lives naked on the land because, like, they're all alone. Like, what happens? Maybe she can turn him into a siren. There's other spoopiest things in the world. Well, sirens... No, we learned last week. Sirens eat the men because they're only used for reproduction. We learned yeah, but that. Then, they were in love. They were roommates, okay? They were roommates. You uh, don't eat the people you love. I mean, depending on how much you love them, <laughs> you would definitely eat them. No, go to jail. <laughs> Sorry, we might. 18 plus only. Oh, God. Oh, God. Okay. Enough. Enough of that. Let's. Let's. Enough tomfoolery. Enough tomfoolery. Let's learn about some Japanese cryptid. I'm so excited. Yeah. My favorite thing in the whole world. I say that for every single cryptid I do. I mean, listen, it's my, it's your favorite cryptid of the week. What can go wrong with that? It is. I do really love these. Uh, a lot of my, anytime I make like characters or like play games or something like that, it's always, I feel like based or inspired by Japanese aesthetic. Cause I like, it. it's very cute. And today we are talking about one of my favorite creatures in the whole world. And that's a, a kitsune. Kitsune! Kitsune? Kitsune. Yeah. Tiny little fox baby. Tiny, tiny boy. Knows nothing. Not even ABCs. That's a lie. They know a lot of stuff. They're very smart. Alright. <laughs> Kitsune is Japanese for the word fox. It is right on the nose. They are found all across Japan and are identical to the wild foxes found elsewhere in the world. Their cute little faces and small size make them particularly loved by most people. Kitsune yokai, however, often have many tails and can be portrayed as bipedal in human form. They are known to be very attractive. Got a nice fox waifu over here. Ayo? Ayo? Fox BB? Fox BB? <laughs> Kitsune are often presented as tricksters. With motives that vary from mischief to malevolence. They like playing tricks on overly proud samurai, greedy merchants, and commoners. While the crueler ones abuse tradesmen and farmers, or even Buddhist monks. Stories depict them as intelligent beings possessing magical abilities that increase with age and wisdom. Some folklores speak of Kitsuri using abilities to trick others. Others portray them as faithful guardians, friends, lovers, and even wives. Just marry Fox Bay. You know what I always, like, remember when, like, a Kitsune is always mentioned? Huh. The League of Legends, uh, yes. anime girls. Yes. Yeah. The, yeah. The one in white where she's like, hey, her little, her little tails and her little ears and just everything. Yeah. She's so cute. She's so cute. She was my background for a long time. Really? Yeah, I love her. 
Listen, I don't play League of Legends, so I have no idea what her name is. But she cute, and I can understand I Fox Bay. Ari, I think? I don't know if I'm pronouncing Of course it would be a cute name. I know. Or my favorite Kitsune, well, two of my favorite Kitsunis in, in media are Kilala from Inuyasha. Yes. Yes. And there's a fox, there's a Kitsune in, in the Legend of Zelda games. And I love him. Wait. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Who is that? His name is Keaton, and he's in Majora's Mask. That's where you see his, like, full body. Oh! But the fox mask, that's him. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, also, hey, is Kilama a, a, a kitsune or is Shippo? Uh, Kilala is a kitsune. Shippo is something something else. Well, I know he's a fox demon. Yeah. Maybe it's a different kind of fox demon. Maybe there's multiple yeah. fox demons and I should not be a speciesist and just wrap them all together. That's not how this works. No, 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 no. Kitsune's victims are usually men, while the women are instead possessed by them. Kitsune are thought to lead travelers astray in the manner of a will-o'-wisp. A tactic is for Kitsune to confuse the target with illusions or visions. They have a common goal as tricksters to seduce, steal food, humiliate people, or seek vengeance for wrongdoings to them. Even though they are tricksters, they are known to keep their promises and repay any debts and remember friendships. They are very loyal beings. Just a baby. Hello, kitties. They're so cute. <laughs> Sorry. They're essentially the Slytherin of demons. They're like, when we're yeah. friends, we're friends, and I'll fuck up anyone who messes it, but I'm also gonna punish you and be a bully when you piss me off because that's how i am i am that person yeah the more tales a kitsune has as they may have as many as nine the older and wiser the more powerful it is because of their potential power and influence some people make offerings to them as a deity most tales of kitsune are about foxes punishing the wicked priests, greedy merchants, and boastful drunkards. They do this by confusing their targets, creating phantom sounds and sights, stealing from them or other trickery, even possessing them. Certain mental disorders have been attributed to possession by a kitsune. Mysterious, illusionary fires and strange lights in the sky are said to be caused by their magic. They often have other powerful magic, and are especially known for their charm abilities, illusion, possession, and mind manipulation. Seduction? Seduction. Hey, you said charm. Hey, charm. The League of Legends character, the cute one. Uh, that's what she does. She sends out a charm that makes enemies aggro on her, oh. so that other people can like fight them. Oh. I love her. <laughs> She's so cool. That's very smart. Yeah. She just is bait. I vibe with that real hard because sometimes I'm not good at things, but I am good at being bait. Exactly. Listen, you want me to be a ghost bait? I'll go out there and I'll be like, blah, 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 blah. Ghost to go. Yeah. If you want me to be like, hey, you're a punk ass bitch. And like, 
make other people angry to attack me, I'm going to do that. I got you. Yeah, I'll be a distraction. Yeah, just don't make me parkour. Don't, no, 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 please. Don't do that. Nope, no, please. I can't parkour. Kitsumi Tsuki literally means the state of being possessed by a fox. The victim is always a young woman whom the fox enters beneath her fingernails or through her breasts. In some cases, the victim's facial expression are said to change in such a way that they resemble those of a fox. Wait, a fox possesses a woman by going through under her fingernails or booba? Or booba. What? No other way. I'm like, oh. Nope. Let me go through the top of your head. Let me go in through your ears. Nope. It's either chest or tips. It's either tip or tip. Nip or tip. Yeah. Well, we already confirmed. Everyone loves booba. This is true. Boxes are... No exception. You're right. Yeah. Exorcism from Okitsune normally takes place at an Inari shrine. If a priest isn't present or the exorcism fails, victims of possession might be badly burnt or beaten in hopes of driving the spirit from them. The whole family of someone thought to be possessed might be shunned by their community. Kitsune keep their promises and strive to repay any favor. Occasionally, a Kitsune attaches itself to a person or household where they can cause all sorts of mischief. In one story from the 12th century, only the homeowner's threat to exterminate the foxes convinces them to behave. The Kitsune leader appears in the man's dreams. He says, My father lived here before me, sir, and by now I have many children and grandchildren. They get into a lot of mischief, I'm afraid, and I'm always after them to stop. But they never listen. And now, sir, you are understandably fed up with us. I gather you're going to kill us all, but I just want you to know, sir, how sorry I am that this is our last night of life. Won't you pardon us one more time? If we ever make trouble again, then of course you must act as you think best. But the young ones, I'm sure they'll understand when I explain to them why you're so upset. We'll do everything we can to protect you from now on. If only you'll forgive us. Be sure to let you know if anything good is going to happen. You just have, like, your own little cute guardians. I feel like, though... The ghost, the ghost, the uh, fox boy could also be like, <laughs> you're a puny human and I'm a fox demon. <laughs> Fuck you. Like, <I> destroy. <laughs> why, what is a human going to do to kill a kitsune? Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. How are they scared? No, no, no. They're scared for their, they're scared for their family. Because they're, because they're threatening to kill the babies. Right, but I would assume that a kitsune is way more powerful than I am and that they are not easy to kill. Yeah, but I don't know. Like, aren't they? They have they have fire, right? Like, they have fire magic or, or fire capabilities. Yeah. So, like... The fire. I can't burn them. And if I go to stab them, like, I'm sure that they have incredible speed and agility... And I'm just puny human. I already said I don't do parkour. Maybe they just, they don't want to fight. Maybe they just want to play tricks. Live their little fox lives. And they're like, hey, it's trick or treat. Just kidding. It's always trick. Ha 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 ha. It's always trick. I got you. Ha ha. I just, listen, if I was that fox daddy, technically fox granddaddy, I'd be like, listen, bro. 
you're in my house. <laughs> you just flex on him real quick. <laughs> you're in my fucking house. You can. This is my house. <laughs> leave. You can leave now. Yeah. And while you're leaving, please bring me some fresh fish. Thank you. Yeah. Leave, but return every day with more food. Oh, yeah. Dink. Dink. Other Kitsune use their magic for the benefit of their companion or host as long as the human being treats them with respect. Tales distinguish Kitsune gifts from payments. If a Kitsune offers you a payment or reward that includes money or material wealth, part or all of that sum will consist of old paper, leaves, twigs, and stones or similarly valueless items under a magical illusion to look like wealth. <laughs> like, ha! Gotcha! It's paper. Got him! Got him! It's just lint. You said you wanted green. Here's a full bush. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty great. I wish I could fool all of my people that I owe bills to. Like, oh, look, a paper towel roll of money. <laughs> a paper towel roll. Do you like? Do you want? Will this cover the thing? If I could spend $20 on toilet paper to pay for my electric bill, I'd do it. I mean, that's kind of what COVID was for a minute. Listen, it was a hot commodity. <laughs> you could sell that shit on eBay for triple value. Yeah. People did. It was wild. Mm-hmm. Wild. True Kitsune gifts, however, are usually intangible things, such as protection, knowledge, or long life. In short, and at the end, they're very cute. Show them respect. Give them some fish. <laughs> Give them a pet. If one turns into human, marry it. Marry it now. <laughs> Marriage. Marriage. Between human and fox. Because she's a foxy lady. We union between a human and a fox. They get married. Marriage. You are right. They are super cute, though. They are so cute. Ah! I would love to have, like, protection. I know. And you can just get, like, a cute little companion just to, like, chill out with you. Yeah. And they're like, is this what you do all day? And I'm like, yeah. I yeah. read about true crime, I read about you, the cryptid, and I play housecapes. What more do you want from me? What do you, this is your fucking, this is an easy job for your ass. Yeah, you just get to be pampered and look cute. What do you mean? Accept my cat food. Yeah, take the cat food. Accept <laughs> this delicious wet gravy meow mix. Supple. <laughs> Supple. <laughs> Daily nutrients. <laughs> You need to keep your coat shiny. Oh, All the omega. Yeah. That box would hate me so much. We know. Oh, man, it'd be so, like, it has fire magic, right? So it'd be, like, real warm. You could cuddle that and just, like, Oh. Why? Why you gotta bring that up? Why you gotta tease me like that? Why? Uh, just a small baby. It'd be really nice in those cold winter nights where you're like, oh, I'm just so... Who needs a fireplace when I have fox demon magic? I have fox demon. I'm about that. Real quick, my credits are cryptids.fandom, myths.fandom.wikipedia, and aminoapps.com, urban legends cryptids. Yeah! 
Do you ever think that there's a cryptid out there? For example, like a Kitsune, who makes their own bio. <gasps> oh my god. Like, the Kitsune's like, listen, I'm going to make a webpage all about me. I'm going to make it look super credible. Make it look super great. Uh, and I'm going to tell them how much I want treats and belly rubs. And like, <laughs> I'll give them protection. Ha ha ha, fuck that shit. I'll give them a You're gun. Saying, they're like... This is the most dangerous creature. Make sure you give it belly rubs at least once a day. Yeah, exactly. And treats will gain respect. (laughs) It's actually like super (laughs) harmless. (laughs) It just looks at you with these big eyes and it's like, hey, what's up? It's like, fear me. We respected the humans because we have to. Because they're almighty. But also treats. Please give treats. Thank you. Please give treat. Mothman's over here patting up his Wikipedia file to impress <laughs> the moth ladies. He's got like all these links to his fanfics. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's like, hey, uh, moth woman, uh, didn't you know that I have rippling pectorals and it's just a luxurious uh, fur felt coat that uh, my big arms can wrap you in? <clears throat> yeah. Don't you know, m'lady? Look at the length of my hibiscus. My hibiscus? My antennae reach to the sky just for you, baby. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, if you know what I mean. Ayo! Ooh, (laughs) Ooh, and we no longer have viewers. Oh, well. (laughs) That's fine. That's what this whole thing was for, is us to talk about our wonderful Mothman fanfic that we may or may not create. Yeah. Half is a joke. Half for real, for real. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because, listen, let's be real. If this podcast doesn't take off the ground and, like, we just became... Well, if Skloon doesn't become the ultimate cryptid knowledge base that I've ever seen, we have to fall back on something. And why not be <laughs> a love story? <laughs> Oh my god, can you imagine? Can you imagine? Yield Mothman and his lady Kitsune. Oh, oh, yeah. Right? You're right. How cute! Little How fox cute. to me. Little Mothman, she's so cutest. I ship it. I ship it. I ship well, it out. Is it better or worse than Mermaid Human? Our Philip. And Serena love story. Ooh. Uh, besides fan fiction, I haven't really seen any cute relationships with a Kitsune and a thing. But uh, we're going to write it and it's going to happen and it's going to be the best. It's going to be better than Philip and his mermaid. Well, remember, Philip was a God-fearing man and the seas and the tides were supposed to put more faith into the man to believe in Jesus. And the Lord. Uh, and then he saw Serena, his beautiful mermaid, and he said the most, one of the best lines ever. And he said, You surely must be one of the beautiful creatures that the Lord himself has created. And that yeah. was hot. He got her hook, line, and sinker. <laughs> hook, line, and sinker, and she's a mermaid. Did <laughs> <laughs> you like that? <laughs> <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha
progression. It didn't hit for like a small <laughs> second, and then I just <laughs> the wheels started turning. Oh, oh. <laughs> god damn it! I'm gonna ruin the good mood. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> We're ready for it. We're ready. Oh man, I kind of wish you went first now because this is gonna be a bummer. I did go first. Oh, you silly. Simon, I silly wish Charlotte. I would <laughs> Oh, my brain. It's okay. Brain it's okay. Just I know, I know. Stopped. Hold on. I'm transferring the brain cell. Hold on. Oh. Stand by. Hi. Hi. Stand, stand by. Huh. Okay. All right. All right. There you go. I wish I went first. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for telling me your story because of course it's always one of those things where like you know a little bit to like if someone came up to you and was like hey do you know about kitsunis and you could be like oh yeah they're like super hot fox demons right like they have fire yeah, yeah, yeah. and they go but you don't know enough to go more than that you don't know more than the initial conversation and hopefully the other person is willing to talk more than you are so thank you for telling me more thank you for filling in that for of me of course Thank you. I love kitsunis, and I'm so glad you let me do them because I want them. <laughs> I literally Skloon Skloon the other week was like, "Hey, I called dibs on the hot <laughs> fox people." I was like, "Dope." Yeah. Done. I got my I got my squonk in. I'm good. I I feel yeah. kind of like placated for a moment, so I'm okay. I'm content for a while. Yeah. I also was like, you do realize that you do the cryptid part of our true crime podcast. So, like, at the end of the day, if you wanted to do them, I can't say no. Well, I just wanted to make sure you didn't want to do them. Because I like it when you get to choose your cryptid and you have fun and you have good times. Aww. And I just want you to have good times. Deep. So I want you to have the pick of the litter. <clears throat> because it's a fox and therefore they have litters. <laughs> <laughs> maybe stop it uh well i mean to be fair i also feel like it might i might take a little bit more cryptids maybe maybe yeah. we'll do more maybe we'll do Please like a happies do. we'll switch it off maybe yeah we'll see how uh this week goes and uh yeah. next week so i'm super excited about next week and it doesn't even, you, you guys don't yeah. even know. Y'all don't even know. You don't even know what's happening. Yeah, you know. You don't even know what's coming. Nope. You don't even know. I will say it was already set in stone because Skloon literally went, I have a murder that I want to do. And I was like, oh. Yeah. Oh. My lady, don't mind if you do. Please. I was trying to get a, a, a jump start. I was trying Jump to get start. my stuff together because sometimes I'm really scatterbrained and then and then I, I wait until the last minute and I'm like, oh yeah, I wanted to do this. It's it's the 3 a.m. ADHD, I gotta do everything right now because I have the motivation to do it because nothing else yeah. is on to distract me. That's what that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get yeah. that a lot. Like I literally, to yeah. the point where sometimes it's 10 o'clock at night and I'm like, let me go vacuum the couches. And then my partner's like, why the <laughs> yeah. fuck are you vacuuming the couches at 10 o'clock at night? Our roommate's asleep. And I go, yes, but she can't hear us because she wears headphones and therefore, or earplugs, and therefore, 
she doesn't hear a damn thing. And he's like, but it's still 10 o'clock at night. So, yeah, I'm going to ruin the mood. Uh, that Listen, that's what I, I do normally. I ruin the mood. No. Shush. 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 What did I say? What did I say? You. Shush your beautiful mouth. Shush. But, but that's what happens when you talk about murder. You ruin uh, the mood. Not to some people. We've learned that. Okay. To some people. But this is murder of children. Oh. Yeah. It's a big heavy one. So this is this is a heavy one. So my typical, you know, disclaimer, if you do <laughs> not like necrophilia, dismemberment, uh, or child murder, we'll see you next week where I talk about a cryptid instead. That's great. It's fine. Oh, it's, no. That's a better time. If you are interested, because this is a very interesting case, please stay. I... Don't go into a lot of details, and I do get it out of the way in the beginning. So we're going to boom, 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 get the murders out of the way, um, because I don't want to focus on the crime. Like, I do want to focus on the crime, but I don't want to focus on the details of the children, because they were worth more than their murder. So mm-hmm. uh, so you remember, Skloon, you, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. We once talked about someone allegedly cannibalizing their girlfriend of a hurricane love affair. True. And we thought that story was gruesome. So let me tell you another one that obviously, as I've already said in my disclaimer, that involves not just actual dismemberment and cannibalism, but the necrophilia. Oh. We've already we've established that they're children. They are children between the ages of four and seven. So they're, they're babies, which, it's, which upsets me. Yeah. I don't know why I always pick the stories that upset me. It's okay. It's okay. I know you said you wanted to go first, but this way we have a good, horrible, and we can do some good. We can do some good at the end. Mm-hmm. With, some, with some sugars. Yes. And I will say, I don't think I've ever heard anyone talk about this, this murder series. I don't think I've ever heard anyone talk about the serial killer. And if I have, I just don't remember it at all. So we're just going to talk about, you know, the story, why it's important. It involves media misrepresentation, ensuring those victims are never forgotten, even though they were young. And it's horrible to talk about, you know, they were beautiful little girls who were taken much too early um, and their families still haunted by this day. So uh, this is the little girl murders so aptly named, or most commonly known now as the Tokyo Saitama serial kidnapping murders of little girls. This was actually a particularly shocking series of crimes as Saitama Prefecture had few, if any, crimes against children. So they were typically well known for just being, I don't say crime-less, but children were typically like off the block. And I don't know if you know this, Gloon, but I think a lot of people know that, like, yeah, you can murder someone. You can go to jail or whatever, and some people give you pats on the back. Some people be like, yeah, I hated that person too, whatever. You might get some dirty looks. But anyone who harms a child in any way typically is looked down upon by even the most gruesome serial killer. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. When they go to prison, they're in danger. Yeah. Like, yeah. you think you're having a quote-unquote great time while you're out in the world, 
and you're never going to get caught. But then when you get caught, you're like, oh, it's fine. Everyone's going to like think I'm a great guy in prison. No. <laughs> no, they will kill you. They will make your life even more of a living hell. Yeah. For good reason. For yes. good reason. So. Yes. On August 22nd, 1988, and that date is specific, and you'll know why later, uh, a black Nissan Langley drove west of Tokyo parking under a bridge in a wooded area. A man and a four-year-old girl named Mary Kono sat talking for 30 minutes until the man strangled her, molested her body, and drove to unceremoniously dump her body in the hills near his home. He collected her clothes and waited for the body to decompose before returning to remove her hands and feet, which he kept as a souvenir in his closet until he was arrested. He had collected her remaining skeleton, burning them in his furnace before grounding the bones into powder. He mailed her cremated remains in a box to her family, along with teeth, pictures of her clothes, and a postcard reading the simply horrifying phrase, Mary, cremated, bones, investigate, prove. There was even a letter sent to the parents describing her body as it decomposed, and that letter was actually released to the public. Oh my god. Oh yeah. Having not been found for Mary's murder, the man abducted a seven-year-old, Masami Yoshizawa, who was walking down a rural road on October 3rd, 1988. He offered the young girl a ride, which she accepted, and he took her to the same location he took Mary Kono, the bridge. The little girl murderer repeated the same acts with Masami as he did with Mary, leaving her body in the same hillside site while Mary's bones were still actually currently decomposing and taking Masami's clothes with him. Following his two-month pattern, on December 12, 1988, he abducted four-year-old Erica Namba as she was walking home from a friend's house. Instead of the bridged area, he actually drove Erica to a parking lot in Naguri, where he forced her to undress so he could take pictures of her. Once he had enough, he killed her the same as the others, but this time he tied her hands and feet behind her back and covered her with a bedsheet before placing her into his trunk. He left her body in an adjoining parking lot and carried her clothes to a different wooded area than before, and her body was found three days later on December 20th, and her family received a postcard stating, Erica, cold, cough, throat, rest, death, made out of words that were cut from a magazine. So like the old school ransom letters that you would just cut out. That's so scary. Yeah, that's uh, super creepy. Yeah. Each of the girls' families received a phone call of silence, so no one was able to determine a voice or any other clues regarding the killer. So he would purposely call them, and some, some articles said that he would just breathe. Some said that it was complete silence, so like not even breath. Either way, it's scary. Like, it's just terrifying. Due to the fact that the body was found so quickly and that he had changed his dumping grounds and just essentially wanting to be undercover for a little while, 
The next known victim wasn't until June 6, 1989. Five-year-old Ayako Nomoto was manipulated into having her pictures taken until the murderer led her to his car where he killed her. He covered her with a bedsheet, like Erica, and was placed in the trunk. However, instead of disposing of her body in another dump site, the killer took her back to his apartment where he committed necrophilia with her for the next two days while continuously taking images and videos for his collection of child sexual abuse material. When Ayako's body started to decompose, he dismembered it and he originally placed her torso in a cemetery, her head in the hills near his home, and other parts in a public toilet. He kept her hands for blood and for cannibalization, and he feared that the body parts would be discovered by police, so he actually went back to retrieve the items, um, like her body parts, and he hid them in his apartment closet two weeks after he disposed of them. What? I could not imagine taking the time to, dis- to dispose of them that manner, to then two weeks later be like, you know what? It's been two weeks and they haven't been found yet, but they'll probably be found soon. Let me go back and get them and then keep them. Yeah. So I had found on Reddit, there was a picture of some weird hands and we'll get to that in a bit. Um, And they were calling this person the real life Nosferatu. And for the life of me, I couldn't figure out why, because they didn't really go into detail about like what he had done they kind of did like a quick like he strangled four children and that was basically it but all the other stories and articles that i was reading he was drinking blood and he was eating parts of the hands and stuff so he was actually committing cannibalism but the reddit article linked him to nosferatu because he was kidnapping and killing little girls but then also drinking their blood so partaking in vampirism, if you want to call it that. Yeah. Still, scary. Very creepy. Very creepy. Just one month later, after Ayako's death, uh, July 23rd, 1989, the killer would attempt his most escalated feat. The little girl murderer saw two sisters playing in a park in Hachiochi. He was successful in removing the younger sister from her elder and taking her to his car where he convinced her to undress so that he could take sexual assault materials of her. And just for the record, it's not porn. Having pictures of young children in this type of manner is not pornography. It is sexual abuse. So that is why they are called sexual abuse materials or child sexual assault abuse materials. So I recently learned that not too long ago. Um, Shout out to my roommate for correcting me on that terminology because, you know, as we write the articles, like we're using the words from the article, so they were calling them pornographic pictures, which that's not accurate at all because porn is usually full of consent and a child cannot consent. Therefore, it is sexual assault. Yeah. Just put that out there for everyone in case everyone was like, but it, no, it's not. I will fight you on that. I'll fight you, viewer. I'll fight. Reports state that he was even assaulting her with the photographic equipment that he had. So basically he was inserting his camera into her. What the killer didn't calculate was that the older daughter 
was running away to get help from her father, who was nearby still. The father found his daughter and the man in the car. He attacked the killer, and however, the killer managed to escape. The naked and barefoot killer ran away, but actually tried to come back later to retrieve his car. But the police were already on the scene, called by the father, and they promptly arrested him. If he didn't even try to do this, he probably could have continued for a very long time because he just had like a regular MO, you know, young children on the side of the road, picking them up, taking them to a secluded area. Like the place under the bridge was so far secluded that no passerbys could even see that there was anyone parked. They couldn't see anything. So that's the scary thing is unfortunately this little girl got assaulted and that's a horrible thing to even live through. But if she wasn't assaulted, would he have really been caught, you know? Yeah. After being arrested, the police were able to search the man's house. And this is where they realized they actually did catch the famous, the infamous little girl murderer, Sutomu Miyazaki. He was born August 21st, 1962. So his first murder happened the day after his birthday. Oh. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he had like a I hate my birthday kind of moment or he wanted to just throw caution to the wind and just commit a heinous act. But that's what happened. It was the day after his birth. And he was born in Itsukachi, Tokyo. Sutomu Miyazaki was the eldest son of a wealthy family. Miyazaki was born prematurely with a rare birth defect called congenital radioulnar fusion disease. Are you happy that I have taken this one and you don't have to read it? Yes, they. (laughs) I get stuck on super easy words and I am so impressed you said that without stumbling at all. Thank you. I practiced. That was it. (laughs) Radio ulnar fusion disease, uh, which causes hand joints to be fused together, which prevented him from being able to bend his hand upwards. So he wasn't able to fully flex his hands. However, this didn't seemingly cause any issues overall. As sources state, he was still able to drive a car and operate a relatively normal life. Uh, Miyazaki would state that he did actually suffer limitations throughout his days, although his hands did not physically look deformed. And I'll talk about this a little bit later, but the pictures, if you type in his name, the picture that came up, the one that I showed you where it looked like really long fingers and really long hands. Yeah. Those are actually not his hands. For some reason, and this is what I mean later about misrepresentation, somehow that became linked to him and everyone thinks that that's what his hands look like and that he's paired with a completely different disease, but that's not accurate at all. It's just miscommunication, misrepresentation, essentially a language barrier. Yeah. And again, I'll I'll go a little bit more into depth on that. His family operated a regional newspaper company and were well-known in his hometown, even to the point where his grandfather and great-grandfather served on the town council. As his parents were busy running the family business, Miyazaki was primarily raised by his grandfather and a male nanny. Even though he was typically able to perform daily tasks without any issue, he was ostracized at school due to his birth defect. Due to the sudden drop in his grades, 
because he was getting like top of his class. He was getting really good grades, but there was a change. He was at like a really prestigious high school and all of a sudden he wasn't doing well at all. Like this high school was so good. It even had its own university program where once you graduated out of the high school, you were pretty much automatically in the university. Like you just had to do good. That was it. But because of him doing good first and then tanking it, he actually was not able to attend the prestigious university. Um, And instead, he attended a local junior college program and he said it to be a photography technician. He returned to the family home in the mid-1980s and shared a room with his older sister, whom he was close with, and stated that he had no intention or desire to take over the family print shop. Miyazaki would state that he did not feel supported by his parents and that they would ignore his problems even when they escalated and that he was rejected by his younger sisters. Around this time, uh, he would actually consider suicide multiple times, but would hold off as his only support would be from the older sister and his elderly grandfather, who unfortunately died in May 1988. They kind of feel that once his grandfather died, that was like the turning point. His whole family said that he had a noticeable shift in his attitude and personality overall. And as his grandfather died in May of 1988, his first victim wasn't until August of 1988. So he might have planned, he might have, you know, tried to curb any desires that he may have had. But unfortunately, that that seemed to be the turning point. While his depression deepened, he tried to keep a part of his grandfather with him at all times, and thus he ate a part of his grandfather's ashes. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Uh, during this time frame between May and his first killing in August, again, this was kind of like the turning point, so he would start spying on his younger sisters, even watching one while she was taking a shower. She tried to confront him and tell him to leave, and he ended up attacking her, And when it was brought to his mother's attention and she tried to scold him, telling him to spend more time working and less time with videos, he actually ended up attacking her as well. They both lived, but, and I don't believe they were either assaulted, like sexually assaulted, but he just got so angry and therefore attacked him and beat them. Miyazaki started collecting pornographic anime and adult magazines horror films and violent tendencies, um, snuff films, essentially. And he also had a collection of child sexual abuse material. He had collected a total of 5,763 tapes, all of which would he would keep in his new apartment when he moved from the family home. It is speculated that the horror series called Guinea Pig films influenced one of his crimes. During the search of Miyazaki's bungalow, those 5,000 tapes were found, and they actually were reported to feature some of his victims. With the extensive conglomeration of slasher films, trophies of victims, the media tended to focus on the actual horror and anime videos that Miyazaki had, stating that this was what caused him to be a murderer, and actually dubbed him the otaku murderer. So think of 
back when video games were being targeted for having too much violence and like that's the cause of like why children were growing up wanting to have guns and like using them and just attacking people becoming more violent that's kind of what the media was doing instead of them looking at the child abuse material instead of them looking at the slasher films things that perpetuated violence they generally were like oh he watched way too much anime and hentai and you know he had a horror film here and there and that's what made him a murderer not the fact that he had all this other horrible material just this this couple of maybe possibly violent and sexual animes that's what happened most newspapers claimed he would find solace in the fantasy worlds that he saw in the manga and anime as a result of his upbringing and the neglect from his parents. However, many of these claims were disputed. Aiju Otsuka's book on Miyazaki and Fumia Ichihashi suspected that the collection grew as a result of Miyazaki's changing perverse nature and that the police released this information to manipulate public views and their fears regarding otakus. So essentially it became like a um, satanic panic, but with otaku. If, if you were even considered a nerd. Yeah, if you were considered a nerd under Japanese culture, they you d- were not supposed to be associated with. Oh no. Which, damn it. <laughs> we're all nerds at the end of the day. You're a nerd because yeah, you have passion in something. Mm-hmm. Another critic, Sharon Kinsella, states that large collections of manga and anime were very popular and typically the norm of youths living in the Tokyo area. So she was just like, it's coming up. This is how it is. It's not weird. Yeah. If you have it, it's not weird. You can be a goth and not be like super depressed or, you know, want to harm yourself or others. You can be into manga and anime and not want to be a... a weird child pedophile abuser like you can like things and not be an extreme you know yeah at the 30th day of march 1990 uh, miyazaki's trial began and miyazaki's team's main defense an alter ego named Ratman, who forced him to kill and commit the other atrocious acts while talking nonsensically, like he just wasn't able to make like a lot of points or connective thoughts, the always calm and unbothered Miyazaki would sit and draw Ratman in cartoon form. Miyazaki would also say that he felt all alone, and whenever I saw a little girl playing on her own, it was almost like seeing myself. Which, again, is creepy. Yeah. You should not look at a little girl and go, mm, that's me. Yeah. It's a little, little much. His trial would last seven years. And during the trial, Miyazaki's family publicly disowned him, refused to pay for his son's legal team, and his father did actually commit suicide in 1994. The trial focused on Miyazaki's mental state during the murder's time frame. As per Japanese law, people of unsound mind are not subject to punishment and those who are considered, quote, feeble-minded are, re- are allowed reduced sentences. There were three teams of expert psychiatrists appointed by the court who evaluated Miyazaki's mental state and all came to differing conclusions regarding his ability to tell right from wrong. So that's also where 
I understand the point of having three because if you just have one team, you can't be 100% certain that they're going to tell you the truth. And if you have two teams and they're both differing, well, you're back where you just started. So you got to have three minimum. But when all three of them have differing views, where do you go? What happens? Yeah. Two teams agree that he was, quote, feeble-minded, but both diagnosed him with different conditions, one schizophrenic and one multiple personality disorder. So they both agree that he was feeble-minded, but for different reasons. The third team stated that regardless of what mental disorder he had, he actually was still fully capable of taking responsibility for the actions because he knew what was happening. He knew the consequences. He knew the results. He was of sound mind and body when he completed those tasks, those, those acts. And therefore, since he was sound mind, he could receive full punishment from the law. Yeah. The Tokyo District Court ruled that Miyazaki was cognizant of his actions along with the subsequent consequences, meaning that he was held accountable for everything. The court sentenced him to death on April 14, 1997. That ruling was held by the Tokyo High Court on June 28, 2001, and was upheld by the Supreme Court of Justice on January 17, 2006. It didn't state that he tried to appeal or, or anything like that or try to reverse the charges. It just said that they were all upheld. So I think it just kind of like, should this man be sentenced to death? Yes. Okay. Should this man really be sentenced? Yes. And like, it just kept going. He seemed to be sickeningly idolized by other child killers, such as Kaoru Kobayashi, who described himself as the next Sutama Miyazaki, which actually upset. Miyazaki, as he, quote, stated, he hasn't even undergone a psychiatric evaluation or examination. So he was like, he can't be me because he wasn't examined. What? Exactly. Exactly. Miyazaki was like, I can't have the copycat because you weren't even psychiatrically evaluated. Therefore, how do you really know that you can be the next me? <laughs> yeah, what? Oh, no. <laughs> okay. Murder for Dummies. <laughs> Here, here's your book. Uh, in June 17th, 2008, that was the last day that Miyazaki saw alive as the Minister of Justice Kunio Hatoyama signed the death warrant and he was hanged at the Tokyo Detention House later that day. His crimes have actually influenced popular TV shows like Criminal Minds, where season four episode called The Instincts with killer Claire Bates, and season nine episode called The Caller with Daniel Milworth. They both replicated most of Miyazaki's M.O., and although many would be quick to focus on his obsession of pornography, horror films, manga, and his birth defect, they would also link it to the fact that that was the reason behind his actions, and using those as reasons to excuse or even or even reason out why he committed those crimes, it actually does a disservice to the victims as they were not needed to be taken by their families and their lives. You know, you can be obsessed with porn and not commit murder. You can yeah. be obsessed with porn and not result to child sexual assault material. Yeah. You know, you can you can just have a healthy relationship with porn. 
it's it's okay and the images that were linked to Miyazaki's name are of a condition called Marfan syndrome and it actually affects connectivity tissue in the body and the reason the possible reason that these are images linked to his name may be due to a language barrier and a multitude of translations between one or another so it could be uh, it was a japanese medical book that was translated to portuguese and then translated to another language and then finally to english so it was just kind of like jumbled around and at the end of it it was just put with his name it's linked to his name via google image search but it doesn't really mean anything yeah but regardless of physical or mental disability these crimes are not to be reasoned away and mary kono misami yoshizawa erika namba and ayako namato were taken again way too early they were not given the proper respect they deserved in both life and in death and if you see something that seems weird just doesn't seem right it's better to ask and to get someone else involved higher authority involved than to wait because waiting could mean life or death for a child yeah and that's my otaku murder called sumotu miyazaki and the little girl murderer which again not the greatest name not the greatest name but very very apt very very fitting before we just get into it my credits the sutomu miyazaki wikipedia the criminal minds wiki fandom article about sutomu miyazaki uh, murderpedia the cartoon loving otaku killer who raped and murdered four little girls article on all that's interesting and the myth of Sutomu Miyazaki's hands by joeturnerbooks.com. Joe Turner actually has written a few books about Miyazaki and the crimes that he committed. So he he definitely was a good resource in regards to like the medical diagnoses and and things like that. So that's the uh that's the end of that bummer. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for for the information of this horrible person. <laughs> Thank you for information that I did not need or require. <laughs> mm, you're welcome. What a horrible human being. Horrible. Right? Like, okay. You know how like you you learn about obviously Ted Bundy. Yeah. Ted Bundy murdered so many women so many women but he never murdered a child yeah and like that there's like this teeny teeny tiny little bit of my brain that's like i could read about ted bundy i still could read about ted bundy all day every day and i would be disgusted with him but i don't know if i would be more disgusted with him than i would be of someone who killed and raped little girls yeah or little boys because you can also do that. So, yeah. Children. Children. I, I, you know, it's like that weird thing of like children are innocent. Not saying that men and women are also not innocent. But children just have that heartbreaking innocence where they did not experience anything before their world got destroyed yeah. in a very traumatic way. Even if they lived, that's a lot of therapy. That's a lot of mental health issues. That's a lot of everything. And... You know, there's always that heartbreaking moment where victims of sexual assault straight up would say, I'd rather be dead 
because they don't want to live with the memories. So yeah, it broke my heart to read it. But like I said, I've never heard of them before. I have never heard this particular story before. Um, it was interesting to me in regards to just like the little bits and pieces, you know, how he kind of tried to escalate and it didn't really work out for him. The the genetic birth effect, which, you know, most of the time you hear of a serial killer or just a killer in general, and they may have a birth defect physically, they may have it mentally, you know, we are quick to always jump and call someone a, a psychopath or a sociopath. And we don't really hear about those with, you know, the physical deformities or defects that affects them in terms of like holding a knife. Like, to me, it kind of made sense as to why he would strangle because you don't need to lift your hand to strangle, you know? Yeah. You know, it was one of the things of like, okay, well, I guess that makes sense because of that. But it didn't make me happy to know that information, you know? Like it didn't, it didn't make me be like, oh, well, that's, that's a nice little piece of info I would put away in my brain box for later. It just, I just wanted to bring light to the victims because, you know, four, five, and seven are some of the best years that you have. You put roly polies in your pockets and you go slide on a slide and then you make dirt cakes. Like you're supposed to have like the best fucking time. Yeah. And I just wanted to talk about the little girls. They were so. there's um for for this week's twitter post um because we skloon's been amazing and she's been making like the she's been running our social media because skloon is just way better at posting than i am i i slack sometimes and i feel bad we all slack doing my best as well no 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 there's uh the picture that i have is of the killer obviously miyazaki but it's the four pictures of the four little girls and they are so cute and it just hurt my heart to just look at them and be like they're they're essentially frozen in time and it would just it hurt it hurt so i hate talking about it but the brain firings are like but why why did this happen what's going on here blah 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 so we talk about it so you don't have to go look it up Exactly. You can just sit here and pretend to listen. Yeah. So we can get listen time. <laughs> <laughs> and then tune back in when we talk about Scoonfuls of Sugar. Yeah. Which Scoonful. Oh. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do it. I'm just Go gonna ahead. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna start off. Right. Uh, I went to the zoo <gasps> with my friend Megan. Yeah. And shout out to Megan because she moved to Colorado and I used to work with her at a bar. And I absolutely every single time that I have with her. And I haven't seen her since she moved literally the week of the pandemic closing down everything in 2020. She she moved out like Friday evening and we were closed on Tuesday. She bolted the fuck out of here. But I haven't seen her since. And so we all went to the zoo together and it was a really great time. And I got to see giraffes and... We were going to go pet the flap flaps, the stingrays, but there were so many people and I decided I did not want to put my hand in the same water as everyone else. But it was a really great time and just being out and about 
was so nice and just talking to her and her family she was such a sweet bean and that's that's my schoonful is just I had the best weekend truly it was a really good time I'm so happy for you the zoo is such a fun place and getting to hang out with friends you haven't seen in a while is such a great mm-hmm. it was so funny because I took I took my partner with me and I was like you're coming I don't care if you don't want to go we're going because he doesn't like crowds he doesn't like yeah. being out in like huge public areas he never has it's not like a it's not a COVID thing. It's just him. Yeah. And uh, he was like, I didn't realize this was a family affair as he saw like her mom and her grandma and dad. And I was like, well, if I told you, would you have come? And he was like, no. And I'm like, exactly. You're welcome. And he ended up having a really good time too. Like we were talking to her partner. Uh, her grandmother was asking us questions. We talked about his time as a cremation tech. And uh, we were all dancing. Like, there was, like, live music everywhere. And I would just sit there and I would start dancing. And her mom (laughs) apparently told her, she was like, I can see why you're friends with Ash. She's really funny. And I really like her. And I was like, yes. Someone thinks I'm funny. (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean, Achievement unlocked. You're so funny. What do you mean? Funny looking. No, 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 no. No, no. How do you know? How do you know? Uh, you don't see my face right now? I've What's up? seen you multiple times, and you are gorgeous. Every I know. Every time I lay eyes on oh. you. Excuse. Stop. That's what sugar babies say. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> I gave... I, it's currently a running joke that I'm a sugar mama for Skloon because I threw money at her and I told her to get a milkshake. <laughs> she did. She she slipped dollar bills <laughs> in my back pocket and and gave me a wink and was like, buy yourself a milkshake, BB. And I buy yourself something pretty. Yeah. Buy yourself some sugar, sugar. If I buy myself something pretty, can I buy you a woo? A woo? Oh, ayo? Ayo? This quickly got out of hand. A little bit. Again. A little bit. No, 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 no. That's fine. It's okay. It's fine. So that's that's my schoonful. What is uh what's your schoonful? Um I just you know what? I am surrounded by a whole bunch of people that I love very much and I'm happy mm-hmm. with them. And I can come and talk to them. Like you. I always come to come to you with my problems and you hear me out. And apparently mm-hmm. um you would go to war for me, which is very nice to know. <laughs> I absolutely will go to fucking war. I <laughs> I'm like Helen of Troy. <laughs> this happened like a while ago, but like like literally like I think I think you were just having like a sad day. Like you mm-hmm. were just like work was really shitty and you were just having like a bad like sad day, which we all do. No judge. And like I was just throwing food around like trying to prep it and my partner was like why are you angry and i was like my sclooney tune is sad and i can't fix it because i don't know why she's sad but i'm sad i'm angry now and i was just throwing like eggs together and he was like okay <clears throat> i'll step aside <laughs> get out of the way and let you beat those eggs to infinity and beyond thank you and i was like yeah get the fuck out of my way this is my kitchen <laughs> And I can't fix things. I'm a fixer. That's what I've realized in my life is I'm a fixer. 
And it might not always be the best thing. You know? Yeah, but you know, I, we appreciate. We appreciate the fixes in our life. Because they be, we see you. you. They be trying their best. Mm-hmm. We know, we know. That's why I always, um, and Skloon, Skloon's seen it a couple of times, where like, I can tell when Skloon's like a little upset. Because immediately I'm like, do you need to vent? Do you want advice? Or do you want me to distract? And I will always give those three options. And they can change at any time. And she's quickly learning. She can't hide things from me. <laughs> she can't. <laughs> Listen, we were playing a game. We were playing seven days a night. <laughs> and I was, <laughs> I was zoned out. And we were we were um, looting a town because we needed loots. <laughs> I was in a corner thinking that Ash was busy. And I was just going to reply to a couple messages real quick, you know? Nope. And I, I do that. <laughs> and I come back to the game. And I pull up my screen. And Ash's character is just standing in front of me, staring at me. And I'm like, oh, oh, hello. With a, <laughs> crouched with a knife pulled out like, yeah. hey. Like, you've caught me. I literally was sitting there for like five minutes. <laughs> as soon as I saw you, I was crouched and I was like, she's gonna, she's gonna turn around eventually. And she does and she goes, oh, hello. And I'm like, who are you texting? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she was like, how did you, I'm not texting no one. And I was like, who are you, who are you talking to though? It was very funny. <laughs> I didn't expect it. <laughs> It was caught in 4K. Oh, no. Caught in 4K. And it was even funnier because, like, I think it was later on that day when we were we were just talking. <laughs> yeah. We were just, we ended the game, we were just chit-chatting, and I'd be like, I just would say something, like, off off the cuff, and she was like, yeah, okay. And I was like, who the fuck are you talking to? <laughs> That's not me right now. And she was like, what? And I was like, I, I told you a whole story. You waited for two <laughs> minutes. And then you say, yeah, okay, who are you talking to? <laughs> and obviously, like, I don't care. Yeah. But she was so, like, what do you, I don't, what? I don't, I'm not talking, I'm not talking to anyone. I'm here. And I'm like, that's a lie. <laughs> don't lie to me. I'm not going to, I'm not mad, Sloon. I'm just disappointed. No. <laughs> it's so funny. The fun times. But yeah, uh, that's my school. Cool. I'm just surrounded by people that I can talk to, and yeah. I can come to with problems. And even if I think I can't come to with the problems, um, recently I've been proven that I can, and it makes me feel very nice because I haven't always had that experience to where I can go to somebody and talk to somebody without them getting angry. So it's nice. Angry. It's a nice change, and I'm glad I found you, and I'm glad we're friends. And I'm glad I'm friends with everybody else. And I just love everybody. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I know it's not just me that you're able to talk to because you are such a sweet person that you just have so many friends who immediately would open their heart and home and DMs for you. And I hope you know that you can talk to anyone and especially those who love you and want to be with you and there for you and if that's true, then they are not going to get angry when you come to them with any problems, be it with them or with someone else. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, we all just want to get along. We're only here for a short amount of time. So why why deal with uncomfy situations 
longer than you need to. You know? I'm I'm glad that I was I exist in the same time that you exist, Ash. Oh, I am also glad that you exist in the same time I exist. (laughs) We're just two stars existing in the world. One day we'll burn out, but we together for now. I said that so, like, egotistically. Like, I'm glad you exist. (laughs) (laughs) That's not what I meant. No, you're fine, you're fine. (sighs) I will say, uh, shout out to all of my friends currently on a cruise. They are on a birthday cruise. (gasps) One of our friends just turned 30. So they're on a birthday cruise. Happy birthday! For the fucking seven days. Now, mind you, it's three friends who all have birthdays in, like, a week time frame. Oh, my <laughs> And they're gosh. all on the cruise. Yeah. And I'm kind of kind of jealous and kind of angry because they also have Wi-Fi. Oh. So instead of me just blocking out my friendship for a week and pretending that I just am not talking to them, they're sending me pictures of what they're doing. <laughs> so it's real-time active jealousy. And I'm like, the fact that you're currently clubbing right now on this beautiful cruise ship and this beautiful fucking dress and this masquerade ball kind of thing, and you're drinking two margaritas, I need you to step aside, ma'am. Stop. We're not friends for a week. Stop talking to me. But also, I'm really glad that they were able to have fun because they all deserve it and they're all beautiful people. And we should go on a cruise. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Can we? Oh, I've already. Yeah, we've already talked about cruise time. Yeah. <laughs> I told I told Skloon whenever I get married for our honeymoon, uh, we're going to go on a cruise. And I was like, you should go with us. And Skloon goes, but that's your honeymoon. And I was like, have you been on a cruise? Have you seen how big these ships are? I ain't going to see you. <laughs> you can be on the same boat and be in the room next to me. I ain't going to know you're there. <laughs> I want to be so blitzed out my mind and just enjoying the sun rays on my body by the pool in the beach. It'll be fine. We're going to have fun. Yeah. What is our scloonism for today? Um, if you see a fox, give it respect and belly pets and maybe it'll let you marry it. No. <laughs> and do better for the little people of the world. Because they are our future. And if we mess them up, we don't have a future. Little people isn't children, correct? Yes. And shorts. Okay. Me too. I'm included. <laughs> I am five foot. <laughs> You're five foot? You heard it here, folks. No, wait. <laughs> She's five foot? Nope, no, you said it. This you was a trap. You can see the recording. Nope. Don't listen to it me. It was not a trap. It wasn't you me. You said it? Don't listen to the voices that are speaking to you right now. They're not real. <laughs> I can't with you. <laughs> yes. Please take care of our short people because yes. they deserve also the pats and belly rubs. Yeah. I don't think we should currently promote bestiality on our podcast. No. I feel like that is. Listen. Okay. No. Don't marry the actual fox. If it turns into okay. a fly honey with fox tail and ear, then you can marry it. Okay? <laughs> it's called a furry, and we do or promote husbando that. You do what you want to do. With big fluffy yes. ears. Oh, can Send you? that my way. Oh, can you? Either way, can I have both? Yeah. You have two arms, right? One for the honey, you one have for two- the husbando. 
the himbo and the honey. Oh, okay. We got to go before they learn more about us than we want to promote in the world. We got to go. Okay. Oh, please, please. We'll talk about this later, okay? okay. We'll, 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 we'll continue. I'll pull up the uh, <laughs> Please, please follow us on Twitter at MHMPod. Uh, please, we, I've had people tell me that they have some crazy stories. I need to hear these stories. So please tag us, send us a DM. We're all about it. Please send us an email at murderhorrormonsterspod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your stories. If you are an artist, I'm sure Sloon's already got it in her brain. But if you're an artist and you want to draw some fly honeys and himbos, we're down for that. Send us whatever you want. We will love all of it. Yes, please. <laughs> the thirst is real. honey or himbo in my life give give them now <laughs> okay well, let me go get some squint some water we'll talk to you guys next week bye, bye. <laughs> this has been an episode of murder horror monsters Music produced by Dank with a Stank and Spooky Rose. Research and stories completed by Ash and Skloon. Follow the podcast on Twitter at MHMPod. Join us every Tuesday for new content on Spotify. <laughs>